Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. We are back from our summer hiatus. Can't believe it. Time, <laughs> time flew, but it also moved really, really slowly. Yeah. So we're so excited to get back. Very excited to be back. Autumn is approaching. Matt's wearing orange. Yes. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> celebrating the season. Before we dive into today's episode, Jillian, did you have a cozy summer break? I did. I went on a lot of mini trips, which I think are very cozy. So I went to New York to celebrate my nephew's first birthday, went to Charleston, which is a city I've never been to before, and it's very cute. And I shared a lot of pictures from there. I went to post it on the Instagram feed of that candle shop. I'm blanking on the name right now, but if you go to our feed, it's there. It's on the Instagram. <laughs> you'll see Candlefish, I think. Yes, and it was had a you know a candle library, which was so cool and neat. And then I went to Chicago to top it off, and I flew right home straight into a hurricane. That <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't so cozy. Tropical storm. Yes, tropical storm. And then I really got into Mega Millions. Really? Are you, are you <laughs> playing the lottery now? It's just, I don't know what it is, but I just, I've been buying all these lotto tickets just for fun. It's the thrill of just the numbers popping up and the instant gratification of, even if you lose, it's just, those numbers are popping up. What numbers did I get? Honestly, (laughs) I I, I get where you're coming from. I have been also like lottery curious lately. Lottery curious. (laughs) I know that it's not a smart use Mm -hmm. of my money, objectively, but... There's a reason so many people play it. It's not that expensive to enter. And, you know, the hope, the hope is so addicting. It's really, yes. Hope is addicting. Yes. And then it really is the game for, I think, older, I don't know. I feel like a lot of older men play the lottery. Mm -hmm. So I'm with that crew rolling into Yeah, it makes total sense. You know, makes total (laughs) sense. That's been my summer, but let's turn the tables to you. What have you been up to? Yeah, small trips like you. Spent most of my summer in St. Louis, but my husband and I took a trip to Louisville, Kentucky, and we loved it. It was so much fun. We went to the Louisville Slugger factory and museum. We saw Colonel Sanders' grave. <laughs> Very cozy. Um, but more so than anything, we just really loved the atmosphere and the food and the drinks, all the bourbon and mint juleps. We had a really nice time in Louisville. Yeah. If you haven't been, I highly recommend it. It was a really great place to visit. All those smaller cities I find so fun and enjoyable to visit, even more so than going out of the country or anything like that. I love to just explore new cities I've never been to. Right. And because there's, there's so much local culture and flavor to take in. I also like to see where folks just hang out and imagine myself if I'm a resident there Mm -hmm. and just to kind of get lost in that fantasy. Every small city I go to or any city, I'm like, I'm going to move there. And then I come here, I'm like, I'm never going to move there. (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's nice to play pretend for a little bit. Definitely. And, you know, we ended last season talking about cozy hotels And I was inspired by you, Jillian. And when we booked our hotel for Louisville, I, in the past, would have looked at Best Western first and foremost. But this time I said, you know what? This is a special little trip. I'm going to celebrate with a more luxury hotel. And the fact of the matter is it actually wasn't 
really any more expensive than the Best Western in the area. So it, it paid to take a, a little look past my normal stomping grounds. And so we stayed at the C21 hotel. I think with a letter and a number sounds very exclusive <laughs> exactly. and fancy. Very, yeah, exactly. Very swanky when you can do a letter and a number. Excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm messing that up. 21C. Excuse me, it's the 21C hotel. The 21C is a an art museum plus a hotel. So each room has modern art installed in it. There's a whole gallery in the lobby that is open to the public, but you can go there at all times, like even in the, in the middle of the night. And so we did. We did like a midnight, had some wine. We went down and like checked out the gallery, had it all to ourselves. It was a very magical place to stay. Sounds like it. Yeah. It's a good like, romantic little weekend. Yeah. And my favorite thing, glasses for our wine. Not See, a plastic cup. Not a plastic cup. And we don't look down upon plastic cups, just to be clear. We're plastic cups at heart, but it's <laughs> nice to have, yeah, a little, a little something extra. But I do have one really important question. Mm-hmm. Did you eat from the mini bar? We did not. But it was, I knew I one was in... One step at a time. One exactly. step at a time. <laughs> I knew it was a step above what we normally do because... The refrigerator was unusable. It only had mini bar stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't, we couldn't put our leftovers or chill any wine in it. That's how you know you're in a nice hotel room is when you can't use the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> and the pendry, it was filled to the brim with That's snacks. right, yeah. No, nothing. We had to eat our Chinese food in bed. We the were mo- forced the, to do it. The most we could do is like set things on top of the beers. Like a little, there's like a little sliver of real estate. And then we were worried the whole time, like, will the weight change and the sensors <laughs> trigger something and then it'll be charged by the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, we had, we had a great time. Yeah, that's great. Well, it sounds like we both had really cozy summers and we also can't forget that we bottle fed kittens. Dollar. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yes. So Jillian and I, for a fundraiser for the Stray Cat Alliance here in LA, did one of their bottle feedings for kittens. It's like an hour long experience and they show you how to feed a kitten, which I didn't know this, but it starts with stimulating their Heinies. Yep. <laughs> Good save. And once they've, you know, pooed and peed to their hearts to content, they might be ready for eating but in general like there was a good mix of kittens who were really rambunctious and wanted to crawl over and ones that just wanted to go back to sleep as soon as they ate it was it was adorable so cute and some of them just wanted to be with their siblings which is really adorable too we got our little kittens seem more interested in not being bottle fed by us no but we tried it was interesting because i feel like some of the people who are at the table with us so you're doing this at like a small table with other people who obviously also paid for the experience who were very nice and easy to talk to. But I couldn't help escaping that feeling of like, I I have this feeling with human babies as well, where like people kind of judge the way that you handle the baby or in this case, the kitten, or like I felt like being, I was being judged because I, my kitten wasn't eating. It Mm -hmm. didn't want to eat. It ate later. Well, also they have special types of bottle tips. Right. And so some are nicer than others. And so they really want the more expensive ones because the kittens just tend to gravitate toward that. Right. It's just narrower, probably more natural feeling for them. But yeah, it, it was a really fun experience. Yeah. I'm really glad we did that. Yeah. So we did a lot of cozy stuff over the summer, but now we're transitioning into fall. That's right. And we are coming back with something very special. We have cooked up a fall themed four course meal. You can even argue it's a five-course meal, but we're going to go with four courses officially. Jillian and I have prepared an autumnal banquet 
and truly a, a banquet. We there is so much food for the two of us. We couldn't believe, like, we really could have hosted a full, like, Thanksgiving dinner. We, I don't think we, I think we underestimated yes, how much lots food of left, we were making. Leftover, <laughs> definitely lots of leftovers. I wish we could invite all of you over yes. <laughs> because we have a ton of stuff. But, yeah, we even joke that we don't treat ourselves this nice ever. <laughs> no, we just do it for you, the listener. Yeah. We did this. This is for you. You were invited to our banquet, our little four-course meal for the fall. We will take you through each of those dishes and tell you the recipes that we used and our experience what we thought of the final result. But before we dig in, let's catch up on what's cozy in the news. Jillian, what is on your desk this week? Well, I'm very excited because in October, the Freezer Revival is coming back. And so they just released the little teaser um, where Frasier is singing the iconic song opener. The, you know, what am I going to do with those <laughs> tossed in scrambled in? Yeah. It's gone again. <laughs> <laughs> but this time it's really slowed down little teaser song, which I don't know if is a nod to him just becoming older. It's not as sped up. It follows him when he goes back to Boston from Seattle and his son Freddie is all grown up so I assume it's just going to follow their relationship and his ex-wife will be a character I don't know if I'm so amped about the set but I guess I have to see it when it premieres and it's going to premiere on October 12th on Paramount Plus two header and then on CBS on October 17th so we're really, really looking forward to it. We actually tried to get tickets to the taping, but we were denied twice. I tried to get tickets, and then Matt tried yeah. to get tickets, and we couldn't. They they did not allow us in. <laughs> so I won't take that personally. I'll still tune in, and I'm very excited because, you know, we've talked about this show many times. It's really cozy, just the setting and the feel. So I hope that they're able to replicate that cozy aesthetic with the revival. But it remains to be seen. Yeah, I see what you mean. At least in these preview images, the apartment does not look as inviting. It looks kind of like what I expect a sitcom apartment to look like. Exactly. It has very sitcom-y apartment vibes. But, you know, I think even the attachment to that Frasier apartment, I'm sure has something to do with, you know, our fond feelings for the show. So if they, I think if the... Show itself is cozy. We'll start feeling cozy about the spaces, too. Right. And I've heard really great things on the Frasier Reddit, which apparently is it's very popping in there. A lot of infighting as well about the tickets. To oh, get really? The taping. But also very I guess cute. it makes sense. No wonder we couldn't get in. We're not we're not Frasier fanatics. And so maybe there are some fanatics in there, yeah. but also very cute, too, because when someone get tickets, people say, I'm so happy for you. And they just talk all about Frasier daily. So <laughs> it's, it's a cute little Reddit in there. But so what? is cozy in the news for you. If you are trying to turn over a new leaf in the area of physical fitness, but feeling gym-timidated, there's a new TikTok trend that might solve your problem. Cozy cardio. Mm. Have you heard about this, Jillian? I have not, actually. So TikTok influencer Hope Zuckerbrow has branded a new term for working out at home. So with cozy cardio... Part of your warm-up routine will involve lighting candles, putting on a comforting movie or TV show, and maybe even wearing a fuzzy robe and slippers before you get into exercises that you can do in your living room. It's sort of pitched at people who may not be quite ready to go to the gym yet, and they want to start somewhere that feels approachable and easy. 
And so starting with cozy cardio where you can do some squats above your couch, sitting up and standing back up, stretching with your coffee table as leverage. (laughs) As leverage. (laughs) Those sorts of moves where you, you use the furniture in your living room as part of the exercise or just very low impact sorts of routines as you're surrounded by cozy things like a scented candle or a movie. That actually sounds really lovely. I've never worked out against the backdrop of a candle. The idea of like heat plus me already exerting myself, I'm already sweating at the thought about it. But I think it also reminds me of that book that we read for a book club, Atomic Habits, last Mm -hmm. year, and how you can reinforce healthy habits through habit stacking. So when you do one thing, it kind of encourages you to do the next thing you normally do. So I think if you start associating lighting a candle when you get home with, hey, I'm going to do some squats above the couch, (laughs) then you might be more inclined to exercise. So it could just be that way to start building in the time and space for fitness. And then when you're ready for it, you might kick it up a notch. Right. I think you bring up a really great point about the habit stacking. You could even do it as, if I I light this candle, I have to do Mm -hmm. X exercise. And just, yeah, incorporate that into your routine. Will I be putting on a fuzzy robe to do my That scuff? seems like it would get in the no. way. <laughs> I, I think that's more for, like, the appearance of it on social media where, yes. you know, it draws you in. I think in re- I would not recommend that to really work out. That seems, like, actually quite dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> quite dangerous, especially if you're doing it in slippers. But I love the idea of working out while you've got males playing in the background. Right. That sounds pretty lovely but then again what if maybe it's a negative association because i don't like to work out but maybe i'm thinking too much into it i think it is that thing though you reward yourself with those cozy things and you're more inclined to do the exercise because you're rewarding yourself with those other aspects well regardless cozy cardio sounds like a very cozy and look i want to make sure that our listeners are aware of all of the trends that have the word cozy in them you're a little influencer (laughs) he's always trying to get people hooked on new trends (laughs) a quick appetizer before we begin our meal we have some exciting news to share about our patreon we are continuing with the three tiers we established last year with a couple of exciting changes if you're not familiar with our patreon offerings here's a quick review so there's the two dollar per month level, which is our tea light level. And with that, you receive, when you join the first time as a thank you, a personalized thank you card with an all things cozy sticker and magnet. And we have the next level up would be the $5 per month level, which is our votive level. Everything's candle themed if you're catching the drift. And of course, you get everything from before, the sticker and the magnet, the thank you card, and you get access to our book club. That's where we pick a book per month. We all take the the month to read it. At the end of the month, we hop on a Zoom and we talk about it. And I'm not exaggerating when I say it is my favorite thing ever. So much fun. Our listeners are incredible. I'm so glad that we're able to all connect in this reading community. I have read so many more books as a result of the book club. I hope that if you're interested in something like that, you consider joining our our votive level to join our book club. And you don't have to show your face. You You don't. Yeah, be off camera. And you know what? If you're like, you know, I can't make a meeting like that. I'm, I'm too busy. Things are stressful. Totally get it. We post all of the episodes, both in video and podcast form, after we record them. So you can listen at your leisure. And then finally, 
patrons who contribute the $10 per month level, the pillar level, get all of the other stuff, book club, sticker, magnet, and a mug. So last year we had a fall-themed mug. I'm going to use Beanie Baby language. <laughs> we are retiring that mug, and we are coming out with a new winter design for this really year, good. for this current season. And anyone who is a $10, so whether you are new or returning, you will get the new mug design. And one note about Patreon is for those merch levels, you do have to be a subscriber for three months in a row, and then they will send you the reward. So that is one hurdle you have to <laughs> pass through is stick with us for three months and the mug will automatically get sent to you. Yeah, it's a really fun thing because, as Matt said, we retire the, the seasons. Mm-hmm. So next season will be spring, and it's just nice to have that exclusive mug. Yeah, so this is the only year that you're going to get the the winter one, the fall one. Thank you to all of the people who supported our show last year. Mm-hmm. Y- you have exclusively that mug. Yeah. If you're interested in supporting our show, we really love our listeners, and your support really does go a long way for... Um, us to do the things that we do so that we can bring this back into the show, all the meals that we're making, you know, the recipes we're trying, the candle reviews, Mm -hmm. all that stuff goes into supporting the show and making it happen. So we really appreciate all of you who support us and who listen. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, we are at patreon.com slash all things cozy. And you can, of course, stay up to date on our social media channels at All Things Cozy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Plug complete. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to start a new season just with that forward, just so people are aware of that stuff. So we made a four course meal. We went like we went full fine dining for this experience. A tablescape. We wanted to enter fall with full bellies. And we really did. I was researching like what is a four course meal? Like what qualifies? Like what are the courses? Apparently, it's flexible. You can kind of like select the four. I guess traditionally, like the most basic four course meal would be considered a soup, a salad, a main course, and a dessert. But I've also seen other interpretations where, like, you know, you wouldn't necessarily have a soup and a salad. You have an appetizer and then mm. a soup or a salad. Anyway, we felt like that was attainable for us. We could each take two things and make them. So I made the salad and the dessert. Jillian tackled the soup and the main course. And so we're going to go in order of the meals that we prepared for each other. And just to kind of set the scene a little more, we are recording right now at Julian's apartment, having just consumed that meal. Fresh in our minds and fresh in our bellies. That's right. Yeah. So if we're even like a little lethargic, I digested it yet. (laughs) Or a little amped up, honestly, I feel like I have like a sugar high from the dessert portion. So we'll take you through the whole experience of making and then consuming everything. <laughs> it, was, it was also just super cute to yes. sit at a table together. Yeah. The plate setting and by plate setting, I mean just a fork and a Jillian really <laughs> outdid herself with the table setting. Really beautiful oh, fall you. decorations, the candles out. It was really, I felt like this is nicer than my Thanksgiving dinner. Well, I really wanted to lean into our tablescape legacy because we had a whole episode on tablescapes. I said, well, if we did a whole episode on it, I have to at least attempt a fall tablescape for this four course fall. (laughs) Hard to say. (laughs) And so I used some reused candle jars and put some sparkly autumn colored balls in there and then some apples, fake apples, one of them, and then some more fake apples, 
that are sparkly, kind of. We have fake apples of every size. <laughs> Coming out the wazoo. <laughs> and they're on a tray. And then some fall-themed spray in a clear bottle. A little woven pumpkin. Yes. And yeah, it came out. The table runner from CVS from last year. Shout out the to CVS. The table runners. Yes. You just reminded me that I get to take out my table runner this year. It was a joy. <laughs> See, it's so good to collect little things over time, decorations. Yeah. That's such a cozy way to do it because you don't break the bank by going, you know, going hard one year and then you, you can pick items that are really special and unique to you. And then it's such a nice surprise bringing them out again. Like, Oh yeah, I had this. Oh, this is awesome. And so having the table runner was perfect. That's a little bit long because I have a tiny table, but it did the job. It did. It's very pretty. And if you want to go back into those episodes, where we got these things that was fall on a budget, which I believe was last year. Yeah, I think so. All right. Shall we begin our meal? Yeah, let's go. So we started with the salad. Oh, so good. Which I created. I didn't create it. I used a recipe. Ina, <laughs> I don't know why I said Ina's going to come for you. I know. Ina's like, you... Call her Ina. <laughs> Ina is going to come for Inga you. Inga Garten. So yeah, Ina Garten, I used her roasted butternut squash salad with cider vinaigrette. I, I really did just Google like harvest salad and some of the first things that popped up. And I was like, Ina Garten made it. I'm in. I, I already had the trust there and butternut squash felt very autumnal. Mm-hmm. And so it's quite simple. What you do is you first prepare your, your butternut squash. Just It's one squash. You peel it, cube it, and then you... On a sheet pan, you mix it together with olive oil and a little bit of maple syrup and salt and pepper, and you bake that for about 20 minutes. And again, all the recipes will be in our show notes, just to be clear. So if it sounds like I'm glossing over everything, I am. If you want to go into the details of it, the Mm -hmm. full recipes, and in this case, even a video of Ina herself making it is available. That's all in our show notes. No, and I followed her video. I would just like watch her do one step, pause it, do it, go back to it. And speaking of building on skills, I use all my knife skills that we had from our back to school episode to cut the butternut squash. There you go. So while that was baking, you make the vinaigrette dressing, and that was apple cider, apple cider vinegar, and then with shallots, and then you reduce that. So you bring it to a boil for a few minutes, and then you add in olive oil and some Dijon mustard and some salt and pepper. Everything's mixed up and emulsified or whatever. And that's your your vinaigrette. Separately, you prepare the arugula, dried cranberries. She calls for walnuts. I found like a, a really cheap packet of like the cran dried cranberries and almonds, so I just did that instead of the walnuts. And some grated or shaved Parmesan cheese. When you combine it, you have the warm butternut squash and kind of a warm vinaigrette too, because you did that over the stove with the cool fresh ingredients of the salad. I know I made it, so maybe I'm biased, but I thought it was like quite delicious and it wasn't very difficult to make at all. And I thought it felt very autumnal. Yeah, I thought it was super light, but also filling, which is a rare combination, especially if you're in an area in the fall where it's warmer. I think that would be the perfect solution because it is very eerie and mm-hmm. it has a nice little sweetness to it. But the cheese, and I said, what kind of cheese is Parmesan. Parmesan cheese. The shavings was was such a nice complement to it and really balanced out the sweet 
flavors of the butternut squash and mm-hmm. the and the dressing. And there's some cranberries in there. I loved it. I think it could even be substituted for a full lunch. I, I agree. And in fact, when Ina was serving it, she was like, Jeffrey is going to think that he is in a French bistro. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I, it really is meant to be served like as a meal. Yes. Much. Yeah. yeah. And the butternut squash, like you said, brought out those autumnal vibes. And it's just a nice way to use a butternut squash because when I look up fall recipes for butternut squash, it's typically warm. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, butternut squash mac and cheese or something really Well, heavy. yeah, you got to cook it or bake it yeah. or else it's going to be really tough. Yes. <laughs> but it was nice having it cooked and then chilled. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was our first course was the salad. Yes. And then... Uh, Jillian took over the next course, which is the soup. And I told Matt this when he came here. I was very concerned about being the soup person. I don't know why. It seems so daunting. I When I opened up the pot, Matt said, oh, you made a stew, not a soup. <laughs> I was wrong, actually. It was just because it was so chunky. It Initially, was. all of the pieces of it stood out to me. But then once it was all together, it was just a very chunky soup. Right. And so Matt took over the recipes that had their more... Portable. Yeah, portable. Because I, I can't, we're at Jillian's, so I had to bring it over. So the, the salad was easy to transport, and so was the dessert. And also chose recipes that were more based in true, distinct seasonal yeah. flavors. And so I didn't want to go too heavy on that aspect since he was doing that portion. So I looked up vegetables that are popular in the fall or, or specifically fall vegetables. So when I was looking up these soups, I searched for a kale soup. And so I found one called One Pot Vegetable Soup, and it was from this blog called Sweet Simple Vegan. And it has just a lot of great nutrients in it. So kale is the, you know, the thing that anchors it and really is the fall vegetable, but also carrots are a fall vegetable, which I didn't know about or know that. And so it has carrots and then it has obviously onions as the base and the garlic as the base and vegetable broth and the whole, you know, soup stuff. And then potatoes, which you, you dice. And then I added those little spiral noodles. So that was a really, really nice complement to it. And it made it hearty. So in those colder or as things starting to chill, you can have a nice soup with a lot of great vegetables and nutrients and then noodles because i love the spiral noodles They're always so cozy to me the soup was delicious thank you i love this soup it felt very autumnal wintry even i would make the soup any of the burr months if you will it was it, it felt very healthy too i love how chunky it was and fresh and the flavors were very full and, and like you said hearty is, is the perfect word for this soup i love love loved it thank you yeah i was a little bit worried about it because all of these soup recipes say put 10 to 12 cups of vegetable broth. And I don't have a big pot. I'm a, I'm a one pot lady <laughs> and it is a medium, medium sized pot. So I was getting nervous that I only put in maybe four to six. And so I think it's why it looks so chunky, but it worked out. No, I, I love the way it turned out because it was, you know, sometimes you're eating a soup and it's like, okay, this, you're, it almost feels like after a few spoonfuls, you're like, I'm still, I'm still scooping it up and for this it felt like a really rich meal to a certain i i kind of similar to the salad where it's like this would this could be the meal and i'd be so satisfied which i I really like reporting to our listeners like we did this in like a four course way where it's like a whole i guess maybe a a chef would make it so that each 
portion cascades into the next, and it's all one, a part of one big flavor experience. Meanwhile, Jen and I are making like each individual <laughs> like entree level courses. But you could pick apart any of these things aside from the dessert and fully just have that as your as your meal and be very satisfied. I think. Yeah, so I recommend this, and it took maybe 35 minutes. Not a lot of time. And I know we have a lot of st- soup and stew fans we who do. listen to the show, so try this out and let us know what you think. Yeah. And then once we had the soup, we went into Jillian's main course as well, which she prepared. And that's where I was like, maybe it's a five course, because it was kind of like an appetizer plus a main course, but they do go together quite well. They do. And I was also very confused when I was attacking this because like I said, Matt and he'll get to it, but he went the squash route and the pumpkin route. And so I could have done, there's something great. Jillian just has to be different. She's got to do the hipster thing where it's like, well, if everyone's doing apple and pumpkin (laughs) and squash, I'm not. Well, I did because I know a lot of people feel very strongly about pumpkin. Some people don't like it. So I wouldn't want our listeners to say, there's more to fall than pumpkin. Why are you beating me over the head with these gourds? Yes, but I think what people often object to the most is pumpkin spice, which is all that, all those spice flavors and everything, which is different from just like putting pumpkin in something. Because pumpkin's a much more subtle flavor than, yeah. you know, all the, you know, the nutmeg and allspice and cinnamon and all that stuff. Yeah, so I, I went for another fall vegetable, and I didn't know that cauliflower is one, but apparently it is. Maybe all the farmers are going to come for me, but <laughs> I also just wanted a list. It's very hard if you Google fall vegetables. You really come up with search results that are when to when what things are best to plant in the fall. It's like, no, I just want what are the fall vegetables. Farmer Walters. A to Z. <laughs> I did find one site. So anyway, cauliflower steaks, which are so basic and easy to make and there really is no formal recipe i mean you can do a bunch of different things you can put parmesan on it you can put barbecue sauce i mean there's so many different things but i just put italian seasoning garlic you know olive oil salt pepper like all your basic rubs (laughs) and roasted it in my air fryer and that was that and the steaks came out well sometimes those cauliflowers really often fall apart and then I made this really nice sweet potato whipped feta dip. And so the original recipe comes from Walder Wellness, and it's pumpkin whipped feta dip. But I thought I could just swap it out with sweet potato puree, not to go overboard with the pumpkin. Mm -hmm. And it worked just as well, and it was very light and airy. So it's just a half cup of Greek yogurt, eight-ounce block of feta, and some honey, and then the sweet potato puree, and you just blenderize it. And then you put on the... <laughs> blenderize is such a great word. You <laughs> <laughs> blenderize it. And I had to buy... I bought a, <laughs> the day of the recording. I bought the blender because it broke, but it also had mold on it. <laughs> this, is, this is why we need patrons, okay? If you're wondering, do, do these clowns really need my support? <laughs> We don't, we have moldy blenders, okay? If we're gonna if we if we need content for this show, we have to go out and buy blenders. <laughs> you, you see the dire situation that we're in, so all, your support is definitely valued and needed. Well, the mold haunts me because everyone remembers when I made the, those Halloween the dessert, and I had to buy the the candy eyes from Amazon, and all, everyone in the comments said, "Don't buy it; they're moldy eyes." And they were moldy eyes. And I thought I was going to be the one person who didn't get moldy eyes, <laughs> but anyway. So I had to throw out the blender and get this blender. 
And it was very nice and tangy and sweet. I love, I'm a feta freak and it turned out orange. So if you want something, a food that is really speaking to the colors of the season, this would be a great thing to plate. Now my big mistake is I should have smeared the plate with the whipped feta puree and then put the little steak on top of it. That would have looked lovely. Well, I think what we realized as we were eating it and the two things together was that, that you had somehow stumbled into a gourmet deconstruction of cauliflower and cheese, which was like one of my childhood favorites. Like I would kill for cauliflower and cheese. Wow. <laughs> Obsessed with that combo. CNC. It really created this like elevated, this like feta sweet potato spread with this like gorgeously, you know, rubbed and marinated piece of cauliflower. Like I would fully accept this being served to me at like a really expensive restaurant and they're like, we've deconstructed cheese and cauliflower. Be like, wow, the the mind on these people. <laughs> And you no, did. I'm just a bozo. No, you did. You but, did. You did it. I think it was like it was on maybe like an unconscious level. Maybe. But, but like you created this whole experience that like brought back. It was like a, it was like a rat tattooey moment where I was like back in my childhood. I was reminiscing about wow. my my favorite foods as a kid. Like you you created a memory experience for That's me. So um, oh, it makes me really happy. Yeah, I I, th- I think what you created was a whole like it was like an elevated dish. I didn't even plan that because I I bought these little crostinis, these little little breads to dip the sweet potato whipped feta dip in, and also walnuts. I forgot you can top the dip with walnuts, so that adds another fall feeling. You know those walnuts. So yeah, it was incredible. It really felt it felt like a main course. It felt like okay, this is the prima donna of the whole experience. Yeah, and it's the pumpkin. Sorry, the sweet potato whipped feta dip only took about 15 minutes yeah so i saw us going here i always love easy same yeah Yeah. and sometimes easy is best yep just because it's hard to make doesn't mean it will taste good believe me we've had those experiences on this show (laughs) Oh yeah we've had ton (laughs) yeah sweating over the stove for something that just didn't turn out my new york times macaroni and cheese (laughs) (laughs) i think it was 110 in la or something it sucked actually all the moisture out of the whole neighborhood that Jillian's in had no moisture because of that dry mac and cheese. Anyway. <laughs> your, your dessert. Now bring us home. Okay. Well, I wish I could say we stuck the landing, but unfortunately I think the dessert was just a little bit, it's my fault. I didn't execute it perfectly and there might be some issues with the either the recipe that I used or the ingredients. I something The chemistry was a little off. But here's what it was supposed to be. An apple pumpkin cake. And so I initially was, and I was looking through like, okay, I'm handling the dessert. Do I pick an apple dessert? Do I pick a pumpkin dessert? I couldn't choose. So I didn't, I picked something that combined them, all those flavors into one thing and just was like, okay, I want the full, like go nuclear (laughs) fall flavors of dessert. This recipe is from vintage kitchen Mm. and there's two elements of it. First, there's the pumpkin cake portion of it, which is a very simple, what you imagine, all the normal stuff that you do for a cake, you know, flour, sugar, eggs, plus the pumpkin puree. Nothing crazy there. Like, it's what you would expect. I really had a great time making the apple crumble top where you cut up your apples. And they recommended Granny Smith, which I think was smart because mm. it's like a little more sour and it's already like a sweet dessert. And so that adds like another dimension of flavor. So you chop up your apples 
and then you fry them up in a fry seems like a, the wrong word, but like you cook them in butter. And then you, on top of that, you put your cinnamon and all of your spices. They, I added like a little vanilla as well, which I thought really was a nice touch. Yeah. It, it, it tasted like apple pie filling, essentially. And when I sampled that, I was like, wow, this flavor is incredible. I can't wait for the finished product. Unfortunately, when I put them together, I don't know if in terms of baking it, I think the crumble was too heavy and it didn't let the cake rise or something was wrong about everything and it just because the pictures show this like fluffy cake with the crumble on top and the physics didn't work out for me mine turned out more like a bar imagine kind of like more of a spongier pumpkin pie kind of cake it was kind of it wasn't i wouldn't say it was thick or like dense because it was very moist it was yeah it's hard Um, to describe the texture it felt like because it felt kind of like a cakey pumpkin pie with the crumble on top which this was also my fault. I overbaked it, and I feel like in the overbake, the I kind of we kind of lost some of the apple flavor that was like so amazing before. I wish we'd have tasted it before I, I messed it up. Mess so it, it kind of created like I I will rebrand it as an apple pumpkin bar, <laughs> and to make up for it not being perfect, I got some Jenny's ice cream, the almond brittle buttercream ice cream from Jenny's to accompany it, and that you know. Or it forgave all the sins because <laughs> honestly the pastry itself was not very sweet it was like kind of just more spicy and so it was nice to have the sweeter ice cream with it i felt like together it almost made it feel intentional <laughs> i think you did an incredible job whether it turned out you know not like cake or not the ice cream as you noted was a beautiful compliment it tasted so good The spices were very fragrant, and I could really get the fall feel with the nutmeg, cinnamon, the allspice. That was a very nice end because we just had the tart feta, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, cauliflower is really screaming your flavors at your face. (laughs) And so to have this really wonderful dessert with all those fall spices was so cozy and heartening. I I don't know if we talked about that, but it wasn't so overwhelmingly sweet, which some fall... Desserts can be really, really way, way, way too sweet. I ran out of light brown sugar, and I used dark brown sugar for the cake, and I wonder if that was part of my downfall. I would be really curious, if any listeners are interested in trying the recipe, how the, how it turns out for them, and I would love to learn from <laughs> you trying it and letting me know where I went wrong. Yeah, I mean... I thought it worked out really well. It didn't cut very nicely. It did look as if it was meant to be a bar yeah. from the beginning. So, I mean, I would have it again. <laughs> well, I'm leaving it here, so you're going to have it again. No. <laughs> you take it. Rips, I'm going to be overfull with food, but well, maybe maybe give me a sliver. No, uh, actually give me half because Jay will want. My partner was going to want some. You're getting it. You can, you can do whatever you want with it. You can <laughs> throw it out, but it's... You're, I you're will not. It. Well, check, please. <laughs> That concludes our little four-course meal for the fall. Again, I've I've been saying this like throughout the entire time we've been talking about it, but I really would love to see if anyone wants to try these or so many of our amazing listeners have been adding their own soup and stew recipes. This This is the time for that into our Facebook group. So let us know what you're cooking up for the fall on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, and I think the big takeaway for me for this experience, something you can just do with your friends. It doesn't have to be a holiday. 
doesn't have to be. This was really, it was a really nice afternoon of right. just luxuriating and delicious food and conversation. Yeah, I can do it at yeah. home. Don't even have to go anywhere. And we could end up with any one of these things. Yes, yes, we could <laughs> have just been so, some, so much less I stressful. I had a salad and we would have been happy, yeah. <laughs> well. Now that we are fully fed, let's wind down with some soothing sounds. Jillian, what sound are you bopping to this week? Well, I try to find a fall song, but I think it's too early for that because we're recording in August. Yeah. <laughs> so I chose Slow Dive's Kisses, and it was released in June, and it's off their album, their new album, Everything is Alive. And the band actually formed in 1989, if you're not already familiar with them. And so they reunited after this long hiatus to put out this new album. I don't know how to encapsulate this sound but a little bit 80s, dreamy kind of sound. It's hard to describe, but it just felt really relaxing to me and I could I could zone out, but it ha- also has a hint of emotion that I like in my songs to that's that cozy anchor. And so with that, let's take a listen to Slow Dive's Kisses. One of the things that I also love the the lyrics, one line is, I know you dream of snow fields floating high above the trees. And I wonder if that's a reference to the the snowman, that musical. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's, I felt it was very cozy. I wonder if that was a a little. It's a cozy connection for sure. Cozy connection. Intentional or not. I love shoegaze. This is my favorite kind of music. So I adore this song. And it's so cool to see a band that had a following in the 90s, you know, still maintain that audience of people who are looking for like these sorts of moody, atmospheric songs like me. Yeah, moody and (laughs) atmospheric. I think you summed it up how I couldn't in the beginning. But if you're interested in this, their album, by the time you hear this, will already be out. Its official release date, September 1st. So. Perfect I'll, time I'll be for checking fall. it out. Yeah, perfect time for fall. I will be checking this out. What have you been listening to? This person is also coming out with an album in early September, which as of this recording will not have been released, but when you're listening to it, has been. So you can go and listen to the full album after you're done with this episode. And I'm talking about Icelandic singer-songwriter Leve. It's spelled L-A-U-F-E-Y. And I'm so tempted as an English speaker to say Lofi, mm-hmm. but... I watched YouTube videos and it's pronounced something more like Leve. And I think even that's a little wrong, but that's closer to what, how you say it. The song is called From the Start. And to be honest, if you listen to it, you probably will recognize it from all these TikToks. It's like a jazzy little number. It's kind of like having a TikTok trend moment, which is why it's charting in the United States in the top 50. Leve describes her sound as modern jazz which is a mix of bedroom pop and jazz pop. The single is from her second album, Bewitched, which, I, like I said, will be have been released already when you're listening to this now. And if that's still not cozy enough for you, Leve has her own book club account on Instagram, so you can follow along on her reading adventures. Ooh, that sounds super cozy. She's a very cozy person. No, and I love the album name, Bewitched. <laughs> Everything about it. Everything about it. You, you got to check her out. If you like cozy things, check out Leve. Let's do that right now. Let's let's listen to From the Start. And I sound like 
love that. Yeah, it's very it, it floaty and bouncy, and it, you could imagine if Ina is making that salad and Jeffrey feels like he's in a French bistro, this would be playing yes, at the restaurant. That's a, Yes, she should make a video with the song of them making a salad. <laughs> that would be perfect. This is like a 1000% like perfect cafe music. Yes. You know, it's just really easy to listen to and such a beautiful light and voice. Yeah, beautiful voice, light and bright sound, very cozy. And it comes out on my birthday, the album. So be a lucky day for LaVey. Yeah, it's going to be a bewitched birthday. Ooh. So we are also burning a candle, which was really competing with some delicious scents from Jillian also made mold wine. So the candle is like, it is up against some stiff competition in a room that some serious cooking was happening with some very delicious spices and scents. So, but Jillian, what are we sniffing through all of those other things that we're smelling? (laughs) Well, actually, Matt, I'm going to need you to help me. I thought it was boba, but now it's. Bobe? How do you pronounce that? Yeah, I looked this up. And so, okay, so I, I thought it was boba at first, but I think it's the Chinese word for, like, baby or child. Oh, boy. So the internet says you say it baobe. Baobe. Yeah. Okay. Baobe. Yeah, so, you know, picking out a fall candle is very daunting because there's just so many, but we want to try something a little bit different that still has fall fall feelings. So we tried... Soul Food Candle Company. It's a company local to LA that I've been wanting to try for a really long time. And we picked out their scent, Brown Sugar Bao Bay, for $34. And the brown sugar element, I thought, was fall. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so it was was perfect. And ironically, the candle is painted orange. It's a very autonomal decoration. Is it orange, Matt? It's orange, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Painted orange and brown and just, I don't know. It has those colors. It does, yeah. It. I'm trying. Let me get. Like, try to get a good whiff of it. What's what? Are, what are the scent notes? What are we supposed yes, to be sniffing? Yes, a sweet scent with notes of earthy black tea, rich caramel, and creamy milk. A scent so nostalgic will remind you of getting boba with friends and loved ones. So it also fits with our food theme. Now, when I was burning it before I started cooking, I thought it filled up the room really nicely. Yeah, but what, what were you getting from that initial burn? I would say more of a fruity scent. Hmm. I don't know if that's what you're getting too, but... I'm definitely getting the black tea, like creamy black yes, tea. Yes, black tea. I really... It, it really smells like a cup of tea with cream in it to me. Yeah, because now that you mentioned the black tea, I can mm-hmm. even whiff it over here. So it's a very powerful candle. Yeah, it, it has great throw. Great, great throw. I would get it again. I, I, I love this. Yeah, I like, yeah. I like the scent of black tea. The creamy scent, I'm not really sure what creamy would smell like. It's like a sweeter kind of black tea scent, if, if, mm-hmm. which maybe going to what you're talking about, like getting a bit of a sweetness element to it. I think they're trying to gesture toward that. Yeah, that's probably what the fruity... I was probably conflating fruity with sweet smells. The rich caramel, I don't smell the caramel. Yeah, I'm not getting that necessarily either, but it might be there. And again, we are smelling it through a lot of cooking. Right. So it's a little harder to pick up on more subtle notes. But I, I have to give this candle credit that we're getting the notes we're getting even through those other scents in the room. Yeah, and they hand-painted the, the can it's in. So, hmm, that's, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so it, they really put a lot of heart into these candles, and they have a lot of interesting 
since, for example, Saturday morning cartoons, Queen of the Club. Go out and check, you know, check out their site and see what they're about. They sell out quickly, and I'm not sure if it's because they make limited batches, but, you know, maybe you'll come across something that you necessarily didn't, weren't looking for, but it surprises you, similarly to this one. I would never think to get a candle with these scents, per se, but it's awesome. I like it. Yeah, me too. Wick up. Wick up. Before we go, I know we're already, we're back and we're already leaving you again, but don't worry, we're I back on our, our regular release schedule. New yes. episodes out every other week. Before we go, though, we do have a shout out. Yes. We want to thank Jason for joining our Patreon. Your support was the perfect cap to a cozy summer. And then we also had Kelly join. And so even though we're closed down during the summer, we had folks still joining our Patreon and their their stickers and their magnets and their personalized cards went out in the mail. So it was a nice to give me something to do in the summer, walk to the mailbox because <laughs> they removed my mailbox, which I'm still bitter about. So I have to go an extra really? few blocks. Yes, one day it just wasn't there. So I don't know what Listen, happened. Listen, the city of LA may be trying to make it harder for us to reach you, but we will not be deterred. You will get your stickers, magnets, and thank you cards if you support our show. Yes, and <laughs> I also want to, just in case I didn't get you last time because you, these folks, they pledged in June. But just to be on the extra safe side, thank you, Rocky, and thank you, Alyssa, for joining in June. Mm-hmm. And yeah, all the folks who support us and who that you know wanted us back and said we can't wait to see you again on our Instagrams and Facebook groups. We are so incredibly lucky to have such amazing listeners and patrons. If you ever don't get something that you signed up for, just let us know and we'll make sure that is rectified. Yes. All right, that does it for our show. Again, you can follow us at All Things Cozy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I already gave the Patreon spiel, so I will save it for today. (laughs) I will say, though, before we go, our Apple Podcast reviews have been a little barren. A tumbleweed is rolling through for a while. So please, if you have the time or the inclination, we'd love it when people leave us Reviews, especially if they're positive reviews, maybe five-star reviews. We do like to read some of those five-star reviews on the show when we when we get them. So if you haven't already, we do love seeing those. And they do genuinely help other people find the show. And it kind of keeps our show more relevant on the search listings because there's more activity on our profile. So just putting that out there. Maybe you, you aren't able to support the show through Patreon currently. Totally get that. Another way to support us would be leaving us reviews wherever you listen to the show. And, and thank you for everyone who just keeps us going. Yes. And we'll be back in your ears in two more weeks with another cozy episode. Until next time, stay, stay cozy. cozy.